It's such good shit. Andrew, we're recording now. You'll see because the red dot came up. Yeah, no, I, I hope they caught the fuck Wrestle Kingdom now, huh? <laughs> Completely fucking irrelevant given the news. Yeah, uh, let's let, let's just talk about the Mercedes Monet thing real fast. Uh, Sasha showed up at Wrestle Kingdom. She's Mercedes Monet. She has a god awful theme song. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really bad. Money, money, uh, it, money. It's really. The more that you do that, the more I want to want to Money. kill myself. <laughs> Money. It's, it's, it's just really. It's, it's a nasally. It's 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 Sasha doing it, but it's like the worst nasally recording of her ever used, and it's over like some generic dub music from like Grand Theft Auto Four. Like it's fucking mm-hmm. awful. Uh, and then she comes out and you know threatens Kyrie, which okay, great. Uh, and then they botch the fucking one move they do. And then she cuts this promo that was like, I didn't realize how awful Sasha was on the mic until then. Hold on a minute. Sasha's not awful on the mic. It's just a different thing cutting a promo in Japan where they don't make any noise while you're talking. No. Well, okay. You know what it is? It's almost like the tonal quality of her voice changed. Maybe in the mountain air in in Tokyo. I don't know but she just sounded weird. Like she sounded like she was trying to use a different type of inflection or tone. And it just made her sound weird. Well, you also have to keep in mind that the audio production and overall production quality of new Japan, you know, pay-per-view isn't all that spectacular compared to what we've seen her on. And that can have a minor effect potentially. Also, are you guys familiar with vocal mimicking? So it's a very common thing where people mirror um, the people they're talking to. And I wonder if there's like a weird cadence to her promo as well, because she's just been talking to Japanese people all week. Maybe. I mean, Sasha could cut a promo in WWE. Sure. That was she what could. she was known for. More That's why I was real confused by what happened. I was confused about everything about the presentation at Russell Kingdom with her. Look, so. we weren't watching New Japan before. And we're not going to be watching it now. So, I mean, I've watched an occasional show here or there. Sure, but, but I'm I, not getting up at four in the morning to buy Russell <laughs> Kingdom. No, I mean, like, I might check out the title match that they're having, her and Kyrie, but it's not at the top of my to-do list. I, I feel like we need to, we've already given this way too much time uh, this is such good shit, a wrestling podcast where the three of us who are brothers get together and talk about all the things that make professional wrestling such good shit, pal, uh, which I feel is really relevant given the news that has come out in the last few days. So number one, Vince McMahon is back in WWE. He used his power as, uh, I guess, the number one shareholder, has the most shares in the company, to get himself back into the company. Uh, first, he got himself back onto the board. Then he brought two of his uh, cronies with him, some longtime supporters uh, who previously were in the board a while back. So they have taken over positions on the board. That he fired, by the way, I think is important. Originally, too. yeah, probably. Because Vince uh, loves to fire people and bring them back. <laughs> that is a Vince trope. So Vince is back on the board. 
And that news happened a few days ago, and we've kind of settled to the, okay, Vince is back, but he's not getting involved. He's there to help sell the company, which personally I think is the worst fucking thing that can happen to that company. Because look at WCW. WCW was owned by a corporate entity that did not know wrestling from its ass. And you had people in charge like Jim Hurd and and others that did not know how to run professional wrestling. They knew entertainment. They knew, you know, things like that. But they did not know wrestling. And it hurt the product. And it ultimately killed it. My number one concern with this entire situation is if, you know, say, say it's Disney buys the company. My first thought is, how long until they just go, wait, 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 we have five hours of cable television that we can put anything on? That's ultimately I, they're going to they're going to go, holy shit, we have all this fucking airtime we can do anything with. Here's the thing. I don't I don't know how Disney would. OK. The airtime right now is all on uh, Comcast networks in the United States, right? We're strictly speaking United States here. Um, you know, USA and well, USA is Comcast. Fox is Fox, the part that Disney did not buy. Okay. If Disney were to purchase them, I don't think the TV would come along with it. I think, and I think that's part of what's happening now is Vince's claim about why he needs to be coming back is to help with this transition because the TV deals that they currently have with Fox and Vi and uh, Comcast are coming up. So. If you're going to sell it, now's the time so you're not tied down to a TV deal. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I brought up the whole Disney thing. It was more of an example, and I guess we should get away from that because it's very speculatory. But ultimately, what we can guarantee is they're trying to sell the company. We know that. Uh, It's been reported that they brought in J.P. Morgan to help with the sale. So they're certainly going to start feeding offers. Now... The hope is, I think everybody's hope is the company doesn't get sold because the best thing for business is for the family to keep running it. I mean, hell, even if it's Vincent CEO, I think that's better than it going to um, NBC or Universal. Uh, Warner Media especially shouldn't oh, have their hands geez. on anything given how much shit that they've thrown away uh, no. in the now, last okay. six months. I think at some point in the episode... So just to let everybody know, we do not have a structure or format tonight. We are just talking about this, right? At some point, I do want to kind of go through the the list of the top potential buyers of the company and kind of give our, our thoughts and opinions on how that would go. But I don't want to get into that just yet. Yeah, it, it ultimately, I think everybody's hope is that the company doesn't get sold, Um but I do think that in ter- if you're a fan, Vince coming back is probably best because I think he's going to hurt their ability to get a good offer now because of the bad PR. That's and they possible. may end up not taking an offer and not selling the company. And you hope to God by the time that those TV deals are up, he's long gone and is not doing this shit again. I don't think he could have came back if it would hurt the potential sale of the company because he does have fiduciary responsibility to the shareholders. Um, So, I mean, if 
if they ran that calculation and are anticipating that he could get sued and have a whole uh, bunch actually of that's issues. that has started uh i have seen um some law firm was uh, posted somebody had linked to it this law firm was re- who was representing some uh high stakeholders in the company obviously not people who are you know vince and and whatnot but people who do have a lot of stake in the company that feel that he is not doing the right thing fiduciary financially. Uh, so a lawsuit is already getting underway. Right. And maybe he is, maybe he isn't, but I think that the concept or the notion of him intentionally doing this to torpedo a sale is that's like a bridge too far. You know, that's how you yeah, actually, well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not speculating that he's doing that for that reason. I'm saying that hopefully his, his, hubris is going to cause the a potential failure in sell, selling the company because that would, what be, well, would here, be best here's the thing fans. about vince um whatever you'll say about the uh creative side which i mean look the guy changed wrestling for the better and made it what it is and all fans owe him a debt of gratitude but there's always been this thing with vince that he even when it seems like ratings are down and things aren't going well he always gets a monster cable contract or a monster rights deal. Like all accounts are that he's a very skilled um, CEO or I guess no longer CEO, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And I agree. I think even if this ended up being bad for shareholders overall, I don't think that a lawsuit could really harm him because all historical evidence points to this actually being a good idea. However, I would argue that given what's happened in the last six months with him. I don't, it's hard to quantify that because he's never been in that position outside of maybe you could argue the steroid trial, which I don't know what historical evidence you'd have from back then of how that affected the company, but he's never been in the media in such a negative way like this before where he had to step down in the first place. But uh, so there's just some business facts here that, indicate to me that him returning wouldn't hurt the sale. Here's why. In order to facilitate a majority sale of the company, Vince would have to give up his majority share. That's the only way to do that because they're publicly traded, right? Shares are owned by, I don't know how many shares there are, presumably tens of thousands of people. Um, So for them to facilitate a sale, it would have to be, you know, largely McMahon shares doing that. Um, so I think inherently them selling the company means McMahon loses control of the company too, right? You can't have a situation like what they have right now where he essentially, because he owns most of the company, he can just appoint whoever he wants on the board because he's the owner. Well, some of the things that I'd seen about why he wanted to insert himself in the process now is so that when the company is sold, he is contractually going along for the ride. For whatever comes out the other end of it, he is still has to be part of it. In Which is his right as a way. shareholder, right? He doesn't have to sell his mm-hmm. shares if he doesn't want to. And right. so, but that that would have been the reality either way, whether he was involved or not, right? Because they would still have to presumably go to Vince and be like, "Hey, this company wants to make an offer for your shares." They can't just force him to sell his shares. You wouldn't be able to dilute a guy like Vince out of his own shares. 
Yeah, and you do have to consider, I, I think, ultimately, w- let's not assume that any company buying WWE is stupid enough to not really understand what they're buying and what they should do with the company. It's possible. Right. But it, it, if there's there's historical evidence of world championship wrestling that isn't old enough that companies that are planning to buy a wrestling company wouldn't look at that and go, okay, well, let's not make those mistakes. They're probably going to want Vince or Triple H or Stephanie in power because they're going to know, hey, don't rock the boat too early or we're going to end up losing our entire investment and crashing this company into the fucking ground. Yeah, I mean, the I think the WCW thing, while it's the only historical context we have, wrestling is just so different than it was um, at that time, right? Um, especially when WCW was first bought by Turner, and then um, even still to a lesser extent, whenever the AOL merger happened, it, we're just in a different world, and WWE's such another level um, as a commodity, you know? Like, I think if you have, like, a Disney or a Netflix comes in and buys WWE, it's just a it's a different thing than AOL, Time Warner, owning WCW in, in 2001. Yeah, I think ultimately if somebody's making a bid on the company, they're thinking, well, the company's already profitable in its current form. Let's just leave it, prop it up financially if they need funds for special right. stuff. And take advantage of the tape library. I think that's ultimately all it's going to be. And you know, if you're buying WWE, part of it is you're you're buying the machine that is their existing corporate infrastructure, right? Um, and then two, you're you're kind of buying into Vince, regardless of what people think of him. I mean, listen, up until a year ago or even like six or seven months ago, people have been like, well, Vince is the fucking man, even though he's kind of a dickbag. And now it's it's sort of like we're all going to pretend like, oh, well, we knew that the whole time. And it's like eh, we didn't know he was, you know, doing stuff that was morally unethical to this degree. So we all kind of talk negatively about him now. But I mean, it's sort of like the Hulk Hogan thing. You know, like we all kind of thought Hulk Hogan was sort of a dick. And then we all try to pretend like we knew, you know, it comes out that he was being a racist. Now everybody's like, well, I hated that guy the whole time. It's like, no, you didn't. Everybody's loved Vince for a very long time. So, and you have a point. Yeah, I was going to say, I think there's two pieces to this, right? So there's the, you know, what do we think is going to happen in the long term? Um, in terms of likely long-term outlook for the company. But then there's also, what do we think the short-term uh, implications are to the product? Right? Because a lot of what we're talking to won't affect the product for a very long time. But I do think there are some things that we might want to get into in terms of, you know, the next year in terms of programming and then especially going into WrestleMania season, right? I mean, if there are creative changes at play, what do we think those will be? And do, and do we think this is going to be positive or negative for the, for the product? Because I think it's tough for us to speculate on like what Netflix WWE looks like or what um, Disney plus WWE looks like. But I do think there is some speculation to be had on, what we think happens to mania plans, right? 
I, man, it, it depends. Uh, Off the top of my head, I can tell you right now, uh, any speculation that CM Punk may have been coming back <laughs> yeah, anything is fucking done. That is never going to happen now. It's over. Why is that? No way he's going to work for Vince. I think it's pretty flat. By, he his, had, he by had, his own account, he never had a problem with Vince. He had a problem with Paul Levesque. I'm a, he, so he theoretically, says, the potential is that, higher for him to come but back. Also, from his accounts, Vince is the guy that made him tons and tons of empty promises. And I feel like, you know, also based on his comments that he made when Vince retired, where he was like, you know, it's still going to be the same shit. Nothing's going to change. And now Vince is back. I feel like he's going to think the same thing now. He's going to go see nothing fucking changes. Okay. I mean, maybe from the Phil that. Burke side, who knows? That's. Obviously, we're just speculating here. I think from the Vince side, Vince is way more likely to bring in CM Punk than Triple H is. Vince loves bringing back people he fired. He did it with two of his board members just this week. Jesus Christ. I mean, look, here's the big thing. If, if, okay, there's two scenarios for the short term for Mania. Number one, that they, that they announce that it's being sold and it's being sold to X company, right? The sale probably won't go into effect that quickly, right? There's a lot that takes place, but hey, this is who we're negotiating with. This is going to happen. Or there's the negotiations for this won't begin until post-WrestleMania. Let's assume for scenario one, negotiations don't happen until post-WrestleMania. So right now it's just exploratory meetings and bullshit like that. Due diligence work. I think Mania's plans more or less stay the same. With the exception of, I feel like if they want to make sure that a sale happens, they are going to push harder to get The Rock and get him locked in. Because if you go to a potential uh, new purchaser of the company and the, the headline of your most recent big show for the year was The Rock versus Roman Reigns, that's a lot bigger than... Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns or Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns or even Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. So from, from that perspective, from a company, because let's face it, any of these companies that buy the company don't know wrestling in the way that wrestling people know wrestling. So they're just going to look and see this big, basically it's like popping the rating right before you go to sell it to try to get as much out of it. Yeah, I tend to disagree with this line of thinking just from the standpoint of I don't think that, you know, the corporate finance department for Netflix is looking at the main event at WrestleMania and having that weigh into their decision on negotiating a sale, you know. So I disagree. I, there's, um, I don't know the name of it, but there's a uh, financial business magazine that my boss reads and... Uh, two years ago, he tossed one on my desk and it had Brock Lesnar and Roman on the cover from that year's WrestleMania. And it talked about the big box office that their match had at Mania. I think it might've been for Mania 34 in New Orleans. I'm not hundred percent sure, but there was a whole article in this mainstream financial magazine about the star power of Brock Lesnar coming back to WWE and blah, 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 blah. So I think those people do look at those sorts of things. Okay, so two things here. That's a magazine for, that's a consumer good, right? That's for people to buy and read. That's not necessarily an indication of what people 
you know, <laughs> what someone at Berkshire Hathaway thinks about how, you know, um, that works. So I, I just want to say that, like, it's a magazine, um, too. Uh, from a box office standpoint, then you're getting into the nitty gritty of, are we, are you saying that, you know, the Disney plus executives feel that like that box office is because of Brock Lesnar when, you know, you can look at the trend of WWE WrestleMania box offices and it just goes up and up and up regardless in the long run. It just goes up because they just have more brand awareness now than they had 10 years ago. I don't think anyone's going to argue that Brock Lesnar's a bigger star than uh, John Cena. Actually, yeah, maybe it, you it, might. It, I don't know. It could be tricky from because you have to assume uh, with these TV rights deals. Does that also include streaming rights for the network? Is that the Peacock deal coming up? Could they potentially switch to a new platform? I because if, that, if that's a part of the sale, I think that's going to be the biggest part of the sale. Yeah, I think the and, library's the driver. And it, it's going to be hard when you're looking at a sea of, you know, top stars that, I mean, you're already going to have The Rock all over that. You're going to have John Cena all over that. Those are those are faces that could be on a marquee that they could go, that's going to be all over our tape library. The, there's the movie implications, too, when you start talking about The Rock and Cena, right? Where there could be some corporate synergy there um, for mm. some of these bigger production companies, right? Well, I was just thinking about that. Say Disney buys it, okay? And you now basically have The Rock Most of The Rock's down. movies. Well, yeah, you have most of his movies, which they have already, but now yeah. you have all of his wrestling library. But now going forward. And do they own his name? Does WWE own The Rock? No, or... he, it's a split thing that they... Okay. Him and him and WWE have uh, joint ownership. Okay, so presumably Disney would then also own part of his name. Right, right but what I mean is, could... you know, Disney now owns The Rock. And they can do, hey, Dwayne, you're going to be in these movies. You want to do Pirates of the Caribbean 7? Sure you do. You're right. There's there's yeah. more of an exclusivity kind of thing that comes along with and, it. And that's sort of where I was going with the box office thing too, where I feel like that probably like the rock inherently off is valuable to the sale, but not in the sense of him being able to wrestle one off at a WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I think just there's probably a lot more it. value in him just being the movie star that he is. Sure. I was looking at it as more of a popping the rating and it's like, oh, did you see what we did yeah, last Vince month? Yeah, Vince might think look that here. way. I just feel like, look, I a went to school for not. finance and I don't know shit. But what I did learn, <laughs> I don't feel like that would come into my capital budgeting analysis for this. Like I wouldn't look at like a one-off thing like that. I, I could see if, if you're it's it's sports and you're adding sports to your your streaming library i could see mm. warner media looking at that and going oh we're going to be adding you know this this broadcast to our library and the the marquee for this is roman reigns and dwayne fucking johnson in the picture that we can post all over our thing but it's they can going post to that do... even they can do that even if if the rock doesn't wrestle they own the mm. <laughs> they'd own the likeness of the rock like i mean stone cold steve austin's on posters for wrestlemania's that he hasn't wrestled at it's just like Look, I just don't feel like when you're looking because when you're looking at a sale like this, right, they're evaluating long term value. I don't feel like 
this one instance moves the needle that much on the long-term value front. Right. Cause that's what, that's what a, uh, that's what a share price is. It's the expected lifetime earning value of that share. So very little percentage of that is a single event in 2023. It's a fair argument. Um, that's just my opinion. Like, I'm not saying Vince or, you know, wrestling people wouldn't see it that way. I just don't, th- I don't know, think it would be effective, I guess. Right. Cause there's also a bottom line thing too, where it's like, how much is it going to cost to get to the rock and how much does he actually increase sales of the event too? Like, do, does their red green change that much from him being on the card versus not? Yeah, and I mean, ultimately, we should circle this back because this is all we're really discussing is what effects could this situation have on creative. And I think um, if rumors are true, Vince is going to be at the Rumble. We have two options there. By the Rumble, we're going to know what's happening in terms of creative, at least through WrestleMania season. If Vince doesn't take over creative by the Rumble, I don't think that he will rock the boat before WrestleMania. However, if he doesn't, I could still see him taking over immediately after WrestleMania, being like, now I'm back taking care of creative. Paul Levesque is doing something else. I, I could absolutely see that as a case scenario. The fact that he's going to be present at the Rumble could be him coming out saying like, oh, I'm back, I'm in charge again. And then what we know behind the scenes is that meant he's behind creative and he's right behind Gorilla now and he's made big changes to the outcomes of the night that Triple H may have planned. Okay, so I got to break in here. Uh, apparently, the news that is about to happen, uh, whether that's tonight or tomorrow, is that the company has been sold. That they, it's done. I don't know who it is, but, and this is coming from a source that's 95% accurate over the last three, four years on everything that they've posted. I think that with, look, with sale news like that, and I know I'm like the Grinch when it comes to Meltzer and company. (laughs) I mean, there are like serious legal ramifications for leaking something like that's insider trading, right? To then to break news on a sale that Uh, isn't finalized yet. Okay. Right. Like whoever is leaking, that's taking a big, big legal risk. So I now, presumably, there is a sale finish, right? I think we've all sort of made that leap anyway. That Vince making the aggressive move implies that there's already a framework of something cooking. Yeah, it could be that this person leaking, the, it's not that a sale's been finished or finalized. It's just that they have, you know, tangibly accepted the offer and shit's going to go down tomorrow to finalize the sale that has to legally happen in order for the federal government to acknowledge. Well, and to Matt's point earlier, right? Like, so it is interesting if this is true, but I don't think a sale could go through fast enough for anything to change when it comes to WrestleMania then. Right. So that everything we were just talking about becomes a moot point, Matt. So I got more news. This is from a second source. That's saying that, 
the rumor is the sale is done and that they are going to go private. So the company will not be a publicly owned company after this, which means the only buyer that it could possibly be out of that list, uh, the list that everybody has seen, which is Disney, Fox, NBC, uh, Netflix, Amazon, is the Saudi Arabian company. That feels very likely. <laughs> you really think that they would have made that sale? I feel like that's one of those backdoor kind of deals that can happen very quickly and not be... It could get done behind closed doors without anyone knowing, and then all of a sudden, hey, guess what? This yeah, but this is some succession shit, right? When you start talking about private equity like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to, and look, I, this is not confirmed. The person who's tweeted that this is the Saudi thing said this is not confirmed, but because everybody is going crazy right now on the internet, I'm, I'm putting it out there that this is what we've all heard. The But the the first person that I, I told y'all about that said it, mm, if they're saying that and the second person's backing it up, this is pretty... Mm. But you even said, based on his tweet, the guy kind of showed his hand is like, well, now that everybody's talking, let me get my points in, too. So, how, <laughs> you know, how much do we know? It sounds like the Internet's blowing up. And it, based on everything that you've been sending us, it's just like everybody's getting their quips in of what they think so that they can get their impressions, too. And, and like I was saying earlier, when when you start leaking information about sales like this, you're getting into serious breach of NDAs. You've got SEC implications. I feel like it's way less likely to get leaks on something like this than a creative thing, right? So now I'm seeing from a, a journalist uh, who's not necessarily a wrestling journalist, but he's a regular sports journalist. Sources, WWE has been sold to Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. The company will go back to being private. Unknown events will return to head of creative, but it is expected by some. This is all coming out literally in the last yeah. two, three minutes. Well, and now I feel silly because I had a theory that I wanted to put out there. And, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking ahead. that part of me thinking if WWE was to facilitate a sale, like, right, Vince comes back to facilitate a sale, would he then go take that money and start up a new wrestling promotion? Nah, he ain't that crazy. Like, if he can't get back into his own company, what's to stop him from, you know, making billions of dollars and then going and just starting his own promotion? He's still Vince fucking McMahon. He can still run okay. a wrestling company better than anyone. Okay, but if you're... Okay. He, he's, he Let's go with Brock that scenario. Lesnar pretty quickly. If you're Vince McMahon and you try to go up against the WWE because you know what? You're in your 70s and you want one more last fucking challenge in your life. How? It's almost like Vince going up against the shadow of Vince. It's like when you play Mario Kart and you race against your shadow of you playing it before. How does that play out? Well, it's basically to me, I think of it as does Vince feel like he is the magic of WWE and that, you know, if I sell it and leave the company, then they don't have a chance kind of a thing. That, that was one theory I saw out there that I thought was interesting. Another one that I think is a fun one is <laughs> what if Shad Khan buys WWE? He's got the money to do it. 
<laughs> He's worth ten billion dollars. Could you My imagine? My question is: if Saudi Arabia just, just bought the company, like, what the fuck are they mm-hmm. going to do with it? Let Paul Levesque run it, probably. Basically, well, in this, <laughs> this may be the best thing for us if the company stays private uh, for the fans, right? Because it, it's almost like so. This company, this PIF, Public Investment Fund, they own uh, Live Got Live Golf. Uh, they apparently bought that a while back, and there's something else. There's a few sports things that they've bought, and they're basically buying them for investments. Basically, yeah, to they get buy off them, away from oil and gas, right? Right, and, and insulate themselves from sanctions and that sort of thing. But, but they're not running the company. They're going to have people to run it, which presumably would be the McMahon's. Yeah, maybe you, you've seen Saudi companies really take over a lot of sports leagues, right? So you look at the English Premier League is basically the Saudi Premier League at this point. We, we've seen this play out um, in other sports, whether or not you think WWE is a sport. And to Matt's point, it is, it's a funding thing, very hands-off. They're just trying to protect their their money. Before so they're just investing in the company, they're not probably going to make any changes to anything unless the company, like WWE, starts failing economically. No, but I could see them saying, "We want Vince in charge," right? Mm-hmm. Because they're not paying attention to the day to day product like we are, and all they know is, "Well, Vince made it successful. We want Vince to be in charge." This, That's certainly on, possible. This is, I have a an example here. It's going to make them look really stupid. Uh, despite the fact that they just purchased WWE. It, that very well could be true, and that could ex- be exactly why Vince did all of this shit over the weekend. It could have been that they were already feeding offers, and the offer from the Saudi company was, well, Vince needs to come back for our offer to be valid, and it was an offer that they couldn't pass up, and he was like, well, I guess I'm going to take care of this. And there, there is some precedence to this, because when they first started doing Saudi shows, they were, they, they were too clueless to even know what was currently going on in the company, and they were like, right. we want the ultimate warrior to come and fucking wrestle. And he was dead. So it makes sense that they're like, well, we got to get well, Vince that, back. That's, a, that's the Saudi shit about prince. Fuck. That's a different thing than this company. D- these are presumably savvy investors who, you know, they've got analysis to back up the decision to buy the company. It's not just a win thing. It's not just some Saudi prince who was born with a bunch of money, right? These guys are in the positions they're in, presumably because they have some sort of skill set right they've earned their their spots so Um, here's the question if if the company becomes owned by by the saudis if this is happening and we keep using the term saudis loosely we we do need to emphasize we're we're talking about a private saudi company saudi technically company it's 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 called the public investment fund um now, I don't know. Is that a private company or is that owned by the Saudi government? Because I've heard two different ways. Let me look at this up. Because that kind of makes a, a difference. While Matt looks that up, I, I, I want to play devil's advocate here a little bit on, you know, if you're a Netflix who there's been a lot of chatter of them wanting to get into live sports um, to really start to gain ground on these companies like YouTube TV. Um, if you're Netflix, what is WWE worth to you? Because I have a hard time feeling like 
this Saudi public investment fund could outbid a Netflix or an Apple, right? If they really wanted it. And I know wrestling's always been the redheaded stepchild of cable programming, so. Potentially, but looking this up, the uh, Saudi investment fund is currently um, estimated to be worth $620 billion. So they potentially have an endless so that, supply that is of a money. Pu- that is the pub- that's a public fund, then? Yes. I yes. Mean, okay. called- so that's- this is not a private company. This is no. the Saudi government. Yes, but somehow they're taking it private. I don't know how that works, but that's... I mean, I guess it would be private for investors, right? You're not going to be able to own shares in the company anymore. Then there becomes this thing of how do they... Is there any sort of um, political implications behind this too, right? Like now if you start saying this is owned by the Saudi government... um, is there some sort of rubber WWE goes away at some point because of a uh, sanctions or an embargo or something like now to me, that opens up a whole nother can of worms. So you start talking about this being owned by uh, another country. That's not necessarily in the good graces of the U S federal government right now. Does this mean we get um, like, are they not on YouTube TV this time next year or Hulu plus, you know, (laughs) how do we watch it? Yeah, I, what, mean, I don't know. What I wonder, does this mean the return of the opposite of how things were in the 80s and 90s and 2000s, where if you're a foreigner, you're a heel and you're a menace, and now if you're like a Saudi guy, you're like the top guy? Like is, Ma- is Mansoor <laughs> about to be like the top he's, guy? He's for sure winning the Rumble. <laughs> he's going to dethrone it's, Roman. It's, it's over yeah, I mean, Roman. you'd have to imagine they're going to be hands-off. Um I feel like the only thing we have to go off of is looking at how uh, some of the Saudi oil money's managed football teams, soccer, international soccer teams, right? Because that's the other big investment area. And it's not like they go and just bring in a bunch of Saudi players. So I'd have to imagine it's going to be a hands-off thing. Yeah, they're not going to say, like, you, we need you to push these, you know, our national guys because they're going to be like, well, it's not best for business if their guys aren't over. Yeah, the whole point of this is to diversify their funds, right, as like a government. I just wonder if the U.S. federal government says, you're not doing it. Sorry, you're a public company. You trade on U.S. markets. We're not going to allow this. Uh, but Okay, but it happened with the golf thing. Was the golf thing a U.S. company? I think the golf thing was conceived by the Saudis. Like, I think they made the company. Like, it's not like they bought the PGA Tour. Right. And Um, this, this, even if it was a company, it certainly wasn't a WWE's. This would be the equivalent of them buying the PGA Tour, which, you know, would they be allowed to do that? I don't know. So I have a question, and this may be silly. I don't have a financial degree or know anything about that. So I'm going to direct this question to you, Alec, as our, as our chief financial analyst for the podcast. Um, is it possible that the way this company is becoming private is that Vince isn't selling his shares of the company? And oh, the Saudis oh, are just for purchasing sure. all of The Saudis are just purchasing all of the public shares and it the company can go private again because they just own, you know, a, uh, basically everything else. 
Well, and for the, the company to go private, for the company to go private, they in as a baseline have to buy up all the public shares, right? And so that's where mm-hmm. the SEC could stop the sale. Um, it would be a lot harder to stop the sale of Vince's personal shares. But I, I think you're right. I think almost for sure Vince isn't giving up all of his shares. Unless it's like what I was saying earlier where he just wants to go start his own wrestling company. Or like cash out, be like, fuck it, if I'm not involved, I'm cashing out. Well, I was even curious if he's not even giving up because presumably Vince, I mean, Vince still has the majority shares. My curiosity was, is he not even selling the majority? Is he just selling? Is Are the Saudis just buying up all the public shares? And the no, there, going it, back private it would be because... very odd for that to happen. Um, okay. Because, so for you to do a takeover of a company like that, it's you're saying that the shares are undervalued, right? Like if we get our management in there, we can increase shareholder return from what it is currently, right? Because in theory, the stock price should be perfect. It should be exactly what WWE is worth. So for you to buy up all those shares, you're going to pay a premium. Right, because you're forcibly buying up all the shares, and so as you buy more shares, the stock price is going to go up and up and up. It's going to become more expensive as you get closer to that 100% mark. In order to do that, you're betting on you having some sort of a business edge to create more value, more return. So I feel like the answer is they have to be buying a majority share of the company, right? They need to have controlling interests. Otherwise, what would be the point? So here's something that I just read that this is probably the worst part of it. Um, Saudi Arabia would effectively own the, they'd own the library of all the wrestling, right? Anything wrestling that wasn't, Anything wrestling pre-2010-ish that's not Impact or, or Ring of Honor or, or indie stuff, WWE owns it. NWA, WCW, etc. Uh, so that is now being controlled by a, a country that is real big on, you know, censorship and what gets out there. And you got to wonder, does this... In the future, does this mean things will not be as accessible as they are today? Well, and this comes back to what we were talking about earlier, where I don't know if, quite frankly, the Biden administration allows this sale to go through. Right? Like, it's very bad optics politically for whoever's in control of the federal government to lose. It's a piece of American history that you're ceding to a foreign adversary, essentially. Right? It's like, would we allow them to buy the Major League Baseball? Right. Would they buy the NFL? I was just yeah. thinking, them owning WrestleMania is the equivalent of them owning the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, I, I think there's a political thing here where I'm not sure anybody wants to be the party in power that you know, lost WWE. Although is wrestling, is wrestling big enough to matter enough? Yeah, and and, and I don't know. I, I think there's the that, the political thing, and there's also just the inherent, like, Security Exchange Commission, that, that oversight of the U.S. markets. They can block a, a, a sale that way, too. We've seen it with airline mergers and AT&T mergers in the past, and that quite frankly, like this is a 
a step beyond that, right? This is a foreign power coming in and buying up a major U.S. corporation that, I mean, WWE's got significant economic value, right, to the American economy. I I have to point this out. I mean, we are still speculating if Saudi Arabia did make this purchase. This is what they're saying, and so that's what we're going with, because it feels like we're going to find out by the morning that that's what the case. Um, It is very telling that the female CEO that was just in power just stepped down as the Saudi Arabian government purchased the company. Yes. I hate to point that out, but that is a big... It makes a little more... It's a big red flag. A little more sense. Uh, We were talking about this, though, before we went online. Sorry, go ahead. What's your question? What about about Sami Zayn? (laughs) Yeah, he won't be allowed to wrestle. He's effectively fired. Yeah. He's all all elite. (laughs) Well, so do we want to talk about what this means for AEW, too? (laughs) I mean, I think this automatically... gain a lot of market share, right? There's going to be guys that are going to flee WWE. This automatically makes them the number one domestic wrestling company. They're not the deepest tape library, too. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, actually, Impact probably. Yeah, and then and then the NWA rights and Impact rights become maybe a little more valuable to a company like AEW to say, "Hey, we might want to go and like purchase some of this shit." Um, Okay, here's a here's a fantasy scenario. They already own Ring of Honor. Yeah, they, Tony goes, hey, Impact, let's all get together. Because now WWE, even though they're still here, they are technically here. They're not here, right? They're not, they're foreign. Let's all come together and form the biggest fucking, the biggest companies we can form domestically. Yeah, they could even brand it, you know, United States professional wrestling. Jesus There's a lot of... Christ. I think that... um. American that, elite wrestling. But let's let's talk about the Stephanie thing real quick because by all accounts, her return, at least the way I perceived it, her return to the fold when Vince was forced out was like a play by the McMahon family to maintain control of the company. Like I always felt like that was, hey, Stephanie's going to take over, which means Vince is still, you know, obviously they're not talking about fucking walking their dogs at the dinner table right you know what i mean like vince obviously had influence over stephanie so i wonder if that isn't more so just a your services are no longer required go you know take your time off now or whatever sort of a thing yeah it's hard for me to remember why she was stepping away at the time but my my assumption is is, just family time yeah, and it feels like that makes sense. There's a lot of, uh, I hate to bring this stuff up, but like, look, history's history. Things have happened. You Sometimes we got to speculate on that. But like, you know, Triple H almost died last year. And so it, it's very plausible for her to to just go, you know what, like, I'm going to take time away. And she was ultimately not able to do that because suddenly there was an opportunity to be the CEO of the fucking company. So it could be by all accounts that Vince is back. Like, I just don't need to be here. I can go do what I was going to do. Um, so, you know, but it could also be, Hey, Sammy Z and Stephanie McMahon, you guys got to go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like the Stephanie thing is way less likely to be a, uh, Saudi 
thing, right? I think it's part of it. She might have seen the writing on the wall with it and was just like, you know what? I'm just, I'm out. I was going to take a break. I'm just going to be out. Well, presumably if Saudis or if anyone buys the company, um, the entire board, that all shuffles anyway. So generally when you see mergers like this, that's really what it, or acquisitions, whatever you want, merger or acquisitions like this, it's, you know, the current sea level team lands the ship and then they're all fucking replaced once the merger's complete. You don't see like, all right, all the, you know, the CEO, the CEO, everybody steps down and then the sale happens. That's like a bizarre. All right. So here's a, a scenario. Let's because obviously right now, everything that we've just talked about is is rumor and speculation. We don't have any actual confirmation yet. Right. Let's assume this is happening and that tomorrow morning we're going to wake up and there's going to be press releases that Saudi owns WWE. Where do we see WWE in a year? Like a year from now, going into next year's WrestleMania. And I don't mean like storylines necessarily. I just mean like, where do we see the company? What do we see that look like? It depends on what, what are the intentions from the Saudis, right? Like, is this strictly an investment? Are they going to use WWE as a plaything like they've done with their Crown Jewel shows? God, do you think they try to use this as propaganda like they have? I, it would be a departure from how they've handled investments in the Premier League and things like that, but maybe. They already have <laughs> right? precedence for it for every Saudi show. There's always those commercials about, oh, women get to drive now one day a week, but they get to drive cars. You know, I could see them pushing more of that well and is there and, morality on a regular basis too where yeah i've got to be candid i've never watched any of the crown jewel shows i have no interest in supporting that shit and so so my question to you what, if they come is, to town do you go no i don't think so no i think the saudi government i mean not to get too political here but the, they're very. I, I don't think they align with the core values of myself personally, or like what America is about. To be honest, I mean, right? Like it would be like if a Moscow company came to town. It's like they're fucking bombing the <laughs> Ukraine right now, right? The, right? the Saudis are way less visible, but that kind of sh- I mean it's kind of an open secret that they're involved in nine 11 at this point. Right. Right. I don't know if we're going to well, get fuck, the podcast just a few years ago, saying that, but the, the journalist Jamal Khashoggi that got, murdered. yeah, they executed I an, mean, an American. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, how do you, if I, I mean, I guess in Vince's eyes, it's just about the money. Right. And if I can't have my company, Fuck it. Right. I'm just so going to get as much Vince, money for it. Vince has a duty to shareholders to act in the best interest of the shareholders. And this is where the federal government's. But is this duty in the best in. interest financially, of the shareholders? Yes. Financially, temp- financially right now, but long term. Well, because the shareholders, they sell all their shares. So there is no long term, right? It's This is God it. Damn, you're right. But I think uh, this is where the federal government has a responsibility to Americans, right? To like put a stop to this shit, and that's where I wonder if it's actually going to happen. 
I think Should that's we write where to our congressman. Well, I mean, am I wrong here? Like, are you going to feel no, more fuzzy about watching Raw every week? No, it makes me. It makes are the me women going to not be able to wrestle anymore? It makes me feel icky to watch the Saudi shows now. It, it makes you wonder if they don't take a hands-off approach, and it's not just oh, we're going to keep everybody in power. It's really just the investment, and they do play some political tactics in the in the creative of the company. You know, how soon, I mean, I feel like the moment they do that, immediately all the women have to immediately dress the way that they have to dress for Crown Jewel shows, which, Alec, you haven't maybe watched them. I don't know if you've seen screenshots, but they have to wear full body suits uh, and huge fucking T-shirts. Um, they stopped the T-shirts. Uh, now they just have to wear, they just have to be covered head to toe. Does it make it better? Um, no, it doesn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised then if... Uh, tape libraries are censored and matches are cut where women aren't dressed already in that way. I mean, we don't know what the extent could be if they choose to, you know, exert their power to turn the company into what, you know, something that can be digested by Saudi Arabian people. And, And even if they don't, even if they change nothing, there is still the underlying thing of your money you're supporting you know a government that is antithetical to the core values and belief systems of you know ourselves and most americans i would say right equal rights for women equal rights for people of any you know creed sexuality all that stuff and they don't believe in that Here's a quick question. Uh, right now in the WWE library, there's the post 9-11 SmackDown. Do they uh, just get rid of that? Tribute to the troops? <laughs> Do we keep doing that one? Yeah, this is, this is you know, this is the price that we're going to have to pay now for American foreign policy when it comes to Saudi Arabia turning like a blind eye to their shenanigans for so long. I say shenanigans. I mean, they may have been involved in 9-11. I don't want to like downplay that, but. Yeah, I mean, now they're fucking with my pro wrestling and that's not cool. Yeah, it's like for whatever reason, we've decided that Saudi Arabia is the good oppressive country. And like, that's the one that we're going to back. And now it's like kind of decision time for. Um, decision time for some decision makers in Washington to say, hey, are they going to allow them to acquire a piece of uh, American culture or not? I mean, I'm surprised that nobody, I mean, maybe it's not going to be a thing, but I mean, I'm thinking in terms of like live uh, events. Just... Oh, go ahead. I'm thinking in terms of like live events, you know, is is you know, the owners of SoFi going to be like, yeah, no, it's totally cool to do a deal with the Saudi Arabian government to host WrestleMania here? Because I mean, WrestleMania is yeah, going to be fucking that's hosting what was, Saudi that's Arabia what I was saying now. with the cable rights too, right? Like Shit. YouTube TV, fucking, like, how are we going to watch this? Are they going to have to make their own streaming app? I mean, no company's going to want to do business because of the PR nightmare of making a deal with the Saudi Arabian government. Only Vince could get away with doing that for so well, long. Look, I wonder, does Fox go, yeah, we're not going to have SmackDown anymore. Like, we're out. Like, we're not. Because that's, okay, that's part of the thing is, 
if part of this sale is the TV rights, where is this airing? I know. It's not going to be on the USA Network. Probably some like fucking Emirates app or something. Jesus Christ. The fucking irony of the USA Network making a deal with the Saudi Arabian (laughs) government to continue to host Monday Night Raw. I think we all agree that this sale probably includes TV. Like it's probably an all-in-one thing. They're looking at media companies mostly. Right. But which TV? But but that's the the thing. So presumably the sale is going to be a vertically integrated thing where it's like, all right, we're going to do all of this. We're going to air it on our streaming app. We're going to, you know, well, put them in our building. Peacock subscription. Uh, so I did find this article. This is actually posted three days ago in ArabianBusiness.com. Uh, it just says Saudi Arabia could bid $6.5 billion for WWE. So. Hey, that's more than Star Wars. Star Wars sold for $4 billion. Hey guys, Jinder Mahal returned on NXT tonight, by the way. So. Are you for cool. real? <laughs> I'm, I'm not joking. He's been there. <laughs> what, I thought, he's, what are I thought he's been there. Do they know he's Canadian? Have we checked that? Do the Saudis know that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what is his What is his background? Is he? He's I know Canadian. he's no. Yeah, Canadian what, what's, Indian. He's Indian. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so it really well, that was no, fucking, it doesn't even Yeah, <laughs> now I feel that was racist. We might need to cut that. Jesus. No. So oh, Wait, does Muhammad really... Hassan make a return? Do they know he's not Arab either? <laughs> he's just from Chicago. Yeah, he's just some And he's guy. Italian. <laughs> it does make you it makes you think of the possibilities. I mean, if we're dealing with the Saudi Arabian government, they just don't care about anything. I mean they don't care. They don't care about killing people. Do you think that we start acknowledging Chris Benoit on TV? Wow. Yeah. No. All bets are off because we're selling to the fucking Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Government. What he did is consistent with the Quran, probably. Hey, pretty sure Mandy Rose. This is why Mandy Rose got fired. Well, look, a lot of women are going to get fired if if I'm I'm going to come down on this now. I. I'm not saying this isn't what's happening because I'm seeing a lot of the same cheddar you're seeing, Matt. I'm going to come down now and say this sale does not happen. It does not go through. Because the, the more we talk about it, the more problems that I see. And I don't just mean for wrestling fans. It's a problematic product. investment, right? For the Saudis. <laughs> like, how are you going to get your return on this? It's problematic for the government, the federal government of the United States to allow this to happen. <laughs> it's dude. problematic for the workers. It's problematic for it's problematic for virtually everybody. There's a lot of roadblocks. Except box. current WWE shareholders. That is the only people that this is not right. negatively Which impacted. is why it makes sense if they're pursuing this because it's exactly what presumably Vince should be doing <laughs> in his capacity as chairman but, of the board. But here's the thing. If you would have sold this to any, if you just sold it, because to me, NBC Universal was almost at the top of my list because they've already had they've already had a working relationship for years, for decades. They the they with- already air their stuff on their networks for a, quite a long time now, and they've got Peacock, right? You just but have they made fully money? absorb it as hey, wrestling is ours, WWE is our thing, and then you wouldn't have any of this problem. I worry. I don't I don't th- feel like the offer comes from them because 
it's hard for me to see a path where whoever buys WWE recoups the $6 billion at any point. Right. And I feel like NBC universal, um, because they're already streaming stuff, they've got the network on Peacock. They can see just how little money they're actually making from the WWE investment, right? Like $6 billion is a crazy amount of, it would take so long to earn that much in, in revenue, you know? Yeah. Cause you're not, it's not like when, when Disney bought star Wars for 4 billion, they made that money back after fucking one movie, you know, <laughs> you're not making a billion dollars per WrestleMania. They make a few million per yeah, WrestleMania. Can, can we get someone to pull up their, uh, you know, gross profit for the last year? And I'm sure they underreport it for tax purposes. But I want to point out, I, I got to side with Alec here. I think even if Vince accepted a deal with the Saudi public investment fund, I don't think that sale goes through because the FTC won't even let Microsoft buy Activision. Like, why the fuck would they let the Saudi government or the Saudi public investment fund, which is the Saudi government, purchase WWE? Like, I just don't see it, how yeah, that could it happen. It feels so... So, uh, yeah. WWE's profit, or WWE's revenue in uh, 2021 was $1.27 billion. Okay, and I'm sure their expenses were close to a billion, <sighs> right? Sure. So this is this could potentially take... 8, 20, 9, 10 years. years. No, I'm thinking 20 or 30 oh. years. Because yeah. there's, not, so just, like, there's I, not just the overhead, right? Then there's also like... Right, for shareholders to get their money back, you have to pay out dividends, right? So just because they're making profit doesn't mean that you can just send all that profit out the company right away. Right. Like, aren't there companies like Apple never pays a dividend? Or I might be wrong about that. Why couldn't Apple buy it? They fucking could. How much cash does Apple have? Billions. They've got the money lying around. Because wasn't there a thing at one point where there wasn't enough... There weren't enough assets on the market for Apple to invest all their cash, so they just had to let it sit there as U.S. dollars. I mean, I don't know, but that sounds legitimate. Yeah, I just... I don't see how this goes through. I, I I don't I don't know I don't know how you it's different if this, if WWE was a private company, right? And they just sold it to another private company, then it does, there's no it doesn't matter. It's the tape library for me that really does it. Yeah, that's a concern because well, <sighs> like it's one thing to buy like trademarks and stuff. It's another thing to say like we're controlling like cultural history now. Like we for can censor, the United States. Yeah. I mean, they, they can try. But the fact is, like, there, you know, we put all of the collective wrestling nerds together. We have probably a collective tape library of all of the wrestling content. Well, and let's let's be realistic, too. I think most people are going to continue watching WWE. And I think most companies or most uh, venues will continue to host them because dollars and cents is all that really matters in in a capitalistic society. But I do think there is going to be somewhat of a significant exodus of fans from WWE. So I think this does pose opportunity for AEW. So kind of coming back to that point, 
you know, if I'm Tony Khan, I'm loving this, right? Yeah, the MJF Reign of Terror is about to get a huge uptick in ratings. Well, if he if he survives Brian Danielson, he might not. Yeah, no, I mean the Brian Danielson MJF match is the biggest match in wrestling right now. Yeah, you know what? I have a, I have a proposition because I know we're running out of time. If, if we find out that this is really what's going on, and the news only gets worse next week, I think we you know we cover it on the show, and then we turn our attention to all elite wrestling for the foreseeable future. I'm just going to read this tweet that someone posted. It's not mine. I'm just reading a tweet. Vince McMahon coming back out of nowhere to take WWE away from his kids and sell it to Saudi Arabia is the most Vince McMahon thing that has ever happened. Yeah. And the question is why? So you could be head of creative for like three more years? That's that's another part that doesn't really make sense here. Is why would, if you're Vince, is it literally just to have creative control? You're willing to do this? Because the, I then I, Matt, I raise you the question I had earlier, which is if you're this vindictive, why not just sell it to any company and start your own company? Well, selling it to the highest bidder, which is the Saudis, so you get all the money. Holy shit. What if the sale does go through? The Saudis can't get any infrastructure going in the United States and Vince just starts up fucking world wrestling pros <laughs> with his fucking $6 billion. Okay, now, in theory, if this did not include the tape library, that's a smart fucking move. Although, okay... It involves a tape library, but let's say you lose all the company's assets over time because you can't run shows, there's no infrastructure, there's no profits, etc., right? Eventually, you have to release the con- the talent from contracts because you can't pay them. They're going to go work for Vince. You eventually just have this tape library and some trademarks. What are you going to do? You're going to sell them off to the lowest fucking bidder. Well, and think about it too, like when we start talking about running venues for years, I mean, Vince just has relationships with, it's like the MSG thing for years, right? Where it's like WCW couldn't go to MSG because Vince just has a relationship with MSG. Like Vince has all of the makings to, to start up a new wrestling company if he wants to, including the money. So I'm just saying, if you're that vindictive for creative control, it's like... What if he called it the World Wrestling Federation? Good lord, he could. (laughs) I I don't... Look, I don't think that's the plan. I think his plan is to just sell it and get as much money for it as he can, because if I can't fucking run it, none of you fuckers can run it. I'll just give it to the Saudis. I'm just so surprised that he wasn't running it already. Like that he wasn't just telling Stephanie and, and Trips what to do. He might have been. And they were like, yeah, shut up, Vince. But also, I mean, if I don't know if that's the reason, because if his goal was I want to be running things, well, he just was able. It's not technically a hostile takeover, but he was able to basically just take over the board and put himself back in power anyway. Yeah, so there's no loss. He, literally, he can't just run the company. <laughs> like, he literally he could have just ran the it. company anyways. <laughs> 
he chose to step yeah, down. Yeah, him stepping down was, and there were all those rumors that came out where it's like he thinks he got bad advice. He did get bad advice. Like there was, a, there was a 100% no rule saying, hey, you can't run your own company anymore. Literally nobody, that he got like cheered when he was coming out. Like, honestly, people were just letting go of what he did. Yeah, nobody cared. It's wrestling. I think this is like a known bad guy. I think people will care about Saudis. I do think this is going to be a problem. Well, Matt, Uh, I think we found the title for this uh, episode. This is going to be a problem. (laughs) So here's a tweet. Uh, Here's a little tidbit. Live Golf, which launched last year, funded by Saudi Public Investment Fund, was unable to secure U.S. media rights deal for its inaugural season. Yeah, but Alec had said that that was something that they like created. I could see like a, a brand new golf like concept company, media company, not being but able it's, to get a rights deal. This is world wrestling. And your important context here, though, they have major, major stars. It would be like they started their own wrestling promotion and got like Brock Lesnar and The Rock and couldn't get TV. Okay, well. So it, it's definitely it's a political right. thing more so than a content thing. I just, but do you, like the but league do you is think, big enough. Do you think that WWE can overcome political issues with this? Because they are Hell definitely no. on a much bigger level than that. There's no fuck. I'm I'm coming so, down on this right now. There's I, no fucking way this happens. It's just not well, going to happen. I, it doesn't feel like it could be possible for sure. But if it does happen, I feel like they could overcome media rights and get a deal. It might not be a good one, but I mean, fucking Impact is on TV. Yeah, but Impact doesn't kill journalists. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Impact killed, uh, what's his name? Eric Young. They did kill (laughs) Eric Young. Um, That is a storyline that they put on TV. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful just tweeted, uh, again, nobody in WWE has confirmed any of this. Some have told me they don't believe it. So just throwing that out there that, you know, we were, look, kayfabe, we record this on Tuesdays. We post it on Thursdays. There's a chance that tomorrow morning there's going to be a press release that has been sold to the Saudi public fund. There's a chance that by Thursday it comes out that that is not true and this was all some false. I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of hope it happens because the sale is not going to go off without a hitch. Like, and I think it would just be very interesting to watch the shit show, you know, yeah. go on for like the I just, six months. I just have to hope that the federal government or the, the FEC, whoever it is, the SEC, I don't know, whoever it is steps in. And goes, yeah, y'all, y'all aren't doing this. Yeah, I mean, it's just not going to happen. Do we want to take a vote so we can look really smart next week? I mean, we honestly, we dedicated the almost the entire episode to the speculation here, and if <laughs> this comes out as being not true by the time the episode airs, it's going to be real silly of us. 
No, because we, we might have to re-record the episode if no. it comes out tomorrow that they sold to somebody else. Because this is this is a live. This is happening in real time, right? We were pulling up tweets as things are happening and coming out on the internet. So yeah, we don't. This make is the kind news of like a cycle. time capsule. We just react. Yeah, I mean, look, maybe if 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 shit goes completely south one way or another tomorrow or Thursday before the episode goes up. Uh, at midnight, I can come in and add an addendum and just be like, hey, whoops. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the addendum. Whoops. Got that one wrong. Well, yeah, I don't know what else time to, to be say. hitting the old dusty trail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Stay tuned uh, next week as uh, such good shit pivots to AEW such good shit an AEW podcast where we talk about non-Saudi Arabian owned wrestling promotions uh yeah uh remember to uh like and rate us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever the hell they call it Spotify Pandora Amazon etc uh follow us on Twitter and Facebook such good shit pod email us such good shit pal at gmail.com we have anything else we want to say before we? Oh God, I don't even know. Apologies to Jinder Mahal. <laughs>